Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. On this week's episode, we're joined by Ty Hubbard, who will tell us all about his improvisational journey. We'll play a couple games, and most importantly, learn how he improv his life. Let's hit it. Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lee Evans. And today we are joined by the incredibly talented, hilarious former college roommate, Ty Hubbard. Incredibly. Incredibly talented. Incredibly talented. Incredibly. Uh, well, incredibly. the incredibly talented Ty Hubbard, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. Doing good? Doing good. All right. All right. Thank you for being here. It's not often we get uh, an Orange County resident all the way out here uh, on the west side of Los Angeles. So. All the way from the west side. I think this, uh, you might win the award for the guest who traveled the furthest to be on the show so far. Really? Daryl hasn't been on yet? Oh, wait, no, yeah, never mind, never oh. mind. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Daryl. I, I don't know who's further. Oh, wait, I'm definitely further than him. Yeah, no, no, you're further. Uh, so, uh, Ty, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, before we jump into everything, could you just tell us a little bit about your experience here at IFTP? Yeah, man. So, when did I start at IFTP? It was about a year ago. And I actually heard of it because of you. You were doing it. Me? Yeah, you. Yeah, me. Shout yeah, and me. I was just like, wanted to hang out more. Mm. And like, you were like, oh, I'm going to IFTP. I'm like, oh, I'm looking to try and do some improv. So then I was like, oh, let me try a class. And I fell in love with the class. I fell in love with Matt. Fell in love with Matt. Ooh. And as a teacher. And, oh. And uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And I just like, I loved like, the environment, like no judgments. Um, before this, I was like in New York City and there was a lot of judgments. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I just love like how it's like every kind of person was here. And it's just like, yeah, it's just like such a warm, friendly place. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like, yeah, it's something really special here. Yeah. Well, and uh, as you know, IFTP's goal is to become actually more judgy than New York. And wow. we're well on our way. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, that's, cool. that's always been a mission of uh, the company. The company. Yeah. Nice, yeah no, but uh, I agree, right? All types of people here, which is what makes it unique. Um, mm. But before we talk about improv a little more, uh, Ty, we got to play a couple rounds of three things. Three things. And in the game, three things, what's going to happen is that I'm going to name a category and you just need to list three things from that category. But- as always on Improv for the Podcast, it's personal to you uh, because I research all my guests and well, for you, I know you pretty well. So I like the way you just said, but you like hit it up. You're like, but, but, yeah, you got like the format, man. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like the pawn, you're like the Sean, what's that? What's the hot ones guy? Oh, Sean Evans. Sean Evans, man. Yeah. You're like the Sean Evans of improv. Yeah. What a, what a gift. What a gift. I don't even get to eat wings every week though. So yeah, that's true. It's kind of a shame. You got to eat. Yeah, you got to eat. Fill in that. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. Maybe like popcorn or something. Yeah, we got to eat something, though. Yeah, eating isn't a good thing to do while podcasting, though. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. All right, so let's play some three things. All right, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> All right, so uh, here we go. These are three things. New England Patriots players. Tom Brady. One. Tom Word. Oh, my gosh. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Two. And. But. Wait. <laughs> Three different players. You've given me one. You've given me one. I did, but okay. Well, there's different. Okay. Tom Brady. Uh-huh. One. Let's go Julian Edelman. Two. And 
Uh, let's go Willie McGinnis. Three. These are three things. Uh, projects or roles that you've had you or worked on. These are three things? No, you? just me. Okay, go ahead. Project or roles that you've worked on. Ooh. Um, Blue Bloods. One. Uh, Chicago PD. Two. And... Ooh. Into the Woods. Three. These are three things. Last category. Uh, actors who inspire you. Uh, Tom Hardy. One. Uh, Christian Bale. Two. Denzel Washington. Three. These are three things. All right. Well done, Tyler. Cape Blanchett. Uh, there She's you go. Really Four. Yeah. Tar. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I but seen it yet. I've been to La Brea Tar Pits. Is that... No, I don't know. I haven't okay. seen it either. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> Actually, I haven't seen anything she's been... Oh, okay. Uh, you've seen Lord of the, the Rings. Rings. Oh, yeah. She's in that? Golden. Uh, yeah, Galadriel. Oh, yeah, see, so you can say, yeah, I'm a big Kate Blanchett fan. No, I Galadriel that. killed it. Yeah, killed it. Remember that scene where she pours water? Amazing. 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 And she turns into like the evil elf. Yeah, you will have a queen more powerful and beautiful. Is that what she says? Yeah. Dude, you're dark. good at Lord of the Rings impression. Which you should know. <laughs> We've seen those movies how many times? So many. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I want to circle back to those categories. Why did I ask you about New England Patriots players, Tyler? Uh, cause I like the Patriots. Oh, really? You do? <laughs> just like Tom that's all. Brady. Just a casual affiliation just with a, them. Just a casual fan. Oh, okay. Don't have a tattoo oh, or anything okay. on yeah. my ankle. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> all right. So you're, you're kind of a Patriots fan. Just kind of, yeah. Just kind, kind of. of a Patriots fan. Yeah. 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 I love them. I love them. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a hard, it's been a hard upbringing. And by hard, I mean like really fun. Yeah. Because yeah. like I feel like I've been like spoiled rotten. Oh, like absolutely. The past like twenty two years. Yeah. And uh, you know, yeah, it's been great. It's is been it, great being a Patriots. Is it hard as a fan to watch your team step down from greatness? <sighs> next question. All Let's right. Go down. Pass. All right. Uh, so the next category I asked you about uh, project or roles that you've worked on. Uh, so Tyler, you're an actor. Uh, so tell me about, you listed three projects, right? You said Blue Buds, Chicago PD, and mm -hmm. Into the Woods. Uh, tell me about one of those projects and what you did for it. Um, well, I'll just tell you about Blue Bloods because that was my first, like, TV role. Whoa. It was, like, my most, like, I don't know. I was, like, the most pumped about it. Um, I got it. I graduated from NYU grad acting. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, that was the first thing I booked that summer after graduating. And yeah, I don't know. It was just like a really cool, like, oh, it was a cool milestone for me. It was yeah. My first time being on TV. Sure. It was like a really, it was like a nice little small role, but it mm -hmm. was like, it was fun. It was fun and nerve wracking. And what was your role on Blue I Bloods? played, what the heck was Manny Langston. Whoa, Manny, Manny Langston. Langston. A, like a, like a small time druggie who is basically all the characters, all the bad guys that I usually play. He was like mm. the bad guy of the week. And he mm. was like, um, what was I doing? I had to like, I opened up the, I opened up the episode where I was like shooting at it, like a cop or whatever. And then like it cut and like it hit the titles. And then I had like a scene at the end. It was fun. It was fun, but it was like crazy nerve wracking. Cause yeah. like, I remember like showing up on set and they had, completely like blocked like off the street and i was like like oh man this is all for me and yeah. like you have like all like the 
the people like standing there watching and like I remember them saying action and just completely fucking up my first take. Like just like just like what's yeah. my line again? Like I had to do it back and then I felt so insecure. But yeah. it was cool. It was cool. Yeah. Um did you see Tom Selleck? No. Why everyone always asks me that. Because no. he's on the it's Tom Selleck. Yeah, no, no, no. I didn't yeah. get to work with Tom Selleck. Listen, I was on the streets. Mm, All right. True. Tom Selleck stays in the office. True. Yeah. He's right more of a home. paperwork yeah, he's on, he's pusher guy. Yeah, yeah. So no, I did not see Tom Selleck yeah. and I did not see Donnie Wahlberg either. Uh, okay. Follow up question. If you did see Tom Selleck, what do you think his mustache smells like? <laughs> I think it's like indescribable, you know, mm. like, I don't know. Like, what is God? Like, when you first mm. see God, you wow. know, like, what is that? Well, yeah, what does what God that, smell like? What does God smell <laughs> What does God good question. smell like? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like, ah. Yeah, yeah I, I fucked up, man. I, I missed out. That's okay. I missed out, man. We all make mistakes. And, you know, I already knew the answer to that question, but I wanted to ask you anyway. Yeah. You know, for the pod. What's yeah. the answer? Well, that you hadn't seen Tom Selleck. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, gotcha. I already knew the answer. Got you, yeah, I, yeah. I've asked you multiple times. Yeah, you uh, have. Yeah, all right. Uh, so that final category, actors you look up to. All right, uh, tell me about Tom Hardy. What are some of those roles that Tom Hardy has uh, portrayed that are your favorite? Oh, man, so Tom Hardy was just like... Bane. The, <laughs> the only reason I said Tom Hardy was because when I... Venom. Venom. Venom, of course. Oh, my gosh. Um, he was like the first actor that I started like really like researching and like studying mm. because a lot of my like I don't know like how I learned how to act in like the craft of acting was through like I still say this like my best teacher has always been Google and YouTube mm. I'm like you know this like yeah we were roommates. Like yeah. all I would do is watch like, Mojo. Yeah. Watch Mojo and just like inside the actor's studio and just like yeah. waiting for a movie to come out so I can like watch the press of actors. Mm -hmm. So Tom Hardy, I remember he did uh, this movie called warrior with Joel mm -hmm. Egerton, um, Frank Grillo, Nick Nolte, such a good movie. One of my favorite movies. And like, I was just like, so into like his research for the character. I was like, oh, is this what acting is? Like he got into like shape mm. and like, he wasn't an athlete at all before that. And I'm like, oh, I'm not really an athlete. Oh, maybe I can get in shape. Like that's what acting is. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. And it's just like, I really loved how he did his research for his character. You know, mm. Bane, he talked about how he gained all that weight, you know, yeah. eating like pizza and junk food. And then it's like, you know, they put heels on him. And I was just like, yeah. so into like, I don't know, like how he researches a character. And that yeah. was kind of like my gateway into like researching like other actors. Mm. And for whatever reason, watching Warrior with him, like, I don't know, made me want to research the craft of acting yeah. more. Because maybe you could see like how those things paid off that he did like yeah. in the film itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I thought his performance was insane. I thought he was a real fighter mm. at first. And then I was all like, oh, this dude's an actor. I'm like, oh, what's acting? Oh, wow. He's doing all that research. Oh, wow. He trained where? Oh, we trained for this. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know, like learning that like was kind of like, yeah, like a gateway into the craft for me. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Tom Hardy. Mm. Uh <laughs> This is an off-topic question, but what do you think his process was for Mad Max? Uh, was it memorizing all those lines? 
I'm rising all those lights. Yeah, just a lot of quality time with Charlize Theron, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. yeah it sounds like they really got along yeah. on that project. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I uh, saw that movie. I do not remember that movie at all. I saw uh, that movie so high oh. in theaters. Oh, Maybe. like Elevation? Like yeah. You were, in, you were yeah. in Denver? Yeah, I was in Denver. I was in oh, Denver, Colorado. Okay. Yeah, yep. you are on top of a mountain. Very, very, very high. Mile high city. Right? Very mile high city. Leave it at that. You know, I've probably seen that movie at least 10 times. Really? I absolutely love that movie. Really? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like movies. once. <laughs> That's like my... <laughs> yeah, I think it's so good. It is good. It's my favorite movie about a U-turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't they, like, go, like, to, like... Yeah, they, like, go just to, like, turn around and go... Essentially, and yeah. The... They, they drive to a place they thought was there. It's not there. And they're like, okay, I guess we'll go home. Oh. And then they go home. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot that happens along the way, but... Yeah, it's really just a story about coming home. Yeah, it's coming home, man. Coming home. Yeah, not much better than that. I've seen it one time. Okay, you should watch it again. Yeah, you know when I'm not in Denver. Okay, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See when I'm not high on level ground. (laughs) All right, sounds like a ground. All right, Ty. Uh, So as much as we could talk about Tom Hardy's many illustrious roles, um, from the one where he covered his face, from the one where he covered his face, uh, (laughs) I want to get into talking about improv a little bit. And improv, its role in your life, how it's influenced your craft and the work Mm. that you do, um, you know, in acting and and so many other things. So to start, um, thinking back, you know, dusting off the old memory, when do you think the first time in your life was you learned about what improv was? I'll say this. Uh, what was the first time I learned about improv? That's a good question. Yeah. I came up with it myself. Yeah, dude. It's deep. It's deep. <laughs> yeah. When was the first time I heard about improv? It might have been... I'll say this. The first time that I did improv and like I fell in love with it, mm. at least like what, what I can remember... Mm is when we did it in college. In college, yeah. We did, and okay, well, well, I'll say this, I'll say this. So in high school, um, in high school, they had like a comedy sports team and stuff like that. And I saw a couple of their shows. I never did it because I was always really intimidated and afraid of improv Mm -hmm. because like, I didn't really know what it was. I thought it was just like going on stage and being funny like yeah. SNL, you know, being quick witted and, 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 you know, and I wasn't that and I'm still not that I don't consider myself quick witted at all. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it's just like improv has always been like really, really intimidating to me. But then I learned that like when you have a character developed, mm-hmm. like like we would do like a, like we would do like like we would read a play called Orphans mm-hmm. uh, by Lyle Kessler, and then we would like have those characters that we were like reading me and Michael in college, and we would we would just like we would just like improv those characters like situations like around our apartment all the you time know? all the time yeah. like we would just like just talk in those characters voices and i was all like oh this is so much more freeing yeah like if you have like a character i'm like oh this is improv like you don't have to be like so quick and funny and stuff like that but yeah and then like learning that like it can be done behind like a character and that it doesn't have to be like 
I don't know, so performative mm. and so like, I don't know, so funny all the time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And once I, once I, once I, once I learned that, I like fell in love with improv. Yeah, it kind of changed what it looked like for you because exactly think comedy sports. Like when I think of that, I think of yeah, people getting up on stage trying to be funny really quickly. Yeah, and that's kind of what it is. That's high school level improv. Yeah, you know, and that that's just one type of improv. Yeah. It's not every type. So, okay, so we're in college, right? You and me (laughs) were roommates. And that was also the first time, I mean, we took an improv class, right? In our sophomore year. Oh, we did? Yeah, we did. Shoot, man. Do you remember? We read Truth and Comedy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we danced like Michael Jackson as a warm-up. Who's our teacher? Monica. Monica? Monica Gannis. Dr. Monica Gannis. Legend. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but I think that kind of opened up like, our improv outside of the classroom, (laughs) bringing it home. That must have been it. Yeah. Cause we, yeah, we took that first semester sophomore year. Yeah. And I just, yeah. yeah, And yeah, because something happened at when we were in college where Mm -hmm. I just fell in love with, with like this, I like with improv Yeah, because yeah, doing like doing like those characters outside of work and we did them too have a better connection with our characters, right? Like, it's like, that was the point of it. It's all like, like, I remember when I directed you in that scene of this is our youth. Uh, Yeah. And you and the other actress in the scene, I remember Mm -hmm. you guys were in rehearsal, whatever. And I was all like, just, just like improv a situation, like improv, like a date night. Yeah. And I remember like you guys improv the scene, like you or like, what was it? Like, she came to like your apartment and mm-hmm. you guys just kept going and I yeah. recorded it. And yeah. it's just all like what like improv is like, yeah, it's like, it helps you find like, or it helps you have more of a connection to like the character that you're playing. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I love, I mean, I do improv like every single audition I have. Yeah. It's like, I prime myself with improv because it's like, I don't know, like as an actor, like, before, like, I used to just, like, attack a scene and, like, not do any kind of warm-up or anything like mm. that. Mm-hmm. But, like, improv, it's, like, it's, like, the perfect gateway into, like, understanding the, that character's goal in the scene. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's, like, yeah, it's, like, if you have to play, like, a character whose goal is to, like, make someone feel like a million bucks in the scene... It's like you could do a little improv where you're like, I don't know, like you're taking like your 80 year old grandpa out on his birthday, mm. you know, and then you could just like go like, hey, Gramps, like, how's it going? Like, so good to see you. Like, I'm really excited to be taking you to the zoo, you know, and then mm. from there you just like go into your lines. It's like mm. improv's like, I don't know, it's like the perfect way to prime yourself into the emotion that you're going mm. to in the scene. Yeah, yeah. I 100% agree. It helps you flesh out a character that you you already are trying to build. Yeah. Right? You 100%. can see, like, how do I exist as this character outside of just the scene that's written? Yeah. Right? What does everyday life look like for them? What are these other situations or scenarios? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, and it's just like improv just like, fearless truth telling you know mm. like it's like it's like oh that was good right yeah, it's yeah, like your eyebrows where it's yeah it's like, but it's, <laughs> it's but it's true man it's just like i love improv for characters mm. and it's just like yeah and it doesn't have to be like funny and it doesn't have to be like so mm. much like pressure like i would feel so much pressure like when i was like improving, but that's like 
all I did at NYU too. Like that's yeah. like all we did was improv mm. all the time. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just like the perfect way to like express yourself. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I love improv. So what was, um, going back to college, what would you say was the first role or character that you played where you were able to use improv as a tool to kind of help your performance? What did that look like? And what was the process? Oh my gosh. <sighs> what was it? It might have been. We messed around a lot, of course. We but did. <laughs> Do you remember one? Um, I mean, I would maybe say, I can't remember his name, but the guy in Picnic. Oh, Hal Carter? Hal Carter, yeah. Hal Carter and Picnic? Yeah. Well, that guy, okay, so Greg Sims, who directed that, yeah. he taught me, he taught me this, like, he taught me this, like, way of acting through improvisation. Mm that you know that i forget the book that it was called though that he based it off of practical mm. handbook for the actors something like that mm. and then i learned more of that like at nyu and i'm like oh this is like the perfect method and it was just like and it was like kind of like what i was explaining earlier it was all like you know like as an actor you always have like an objective or a goal i like saying yeah. goal you know objective for some reason has never like clicked with me yeah like so you always have a goal in the scene that you're playing as an actor, mm. right? If your goal is to, I don't know, man, like, uh, like make someone face like a hard truth, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like confront someone with like a hard truth, yeah. like, like, uh, and then you, you use that action and then you do a little improv, right? So that you can like feel that. So it's like, for an example, if I'm trying, if my character, okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a start over. I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. Um, but so what Greg Sims taught me in Picnic about the character, Hal Carter, was that you can use improv to give life to your goal as an actor. Mm. So like, if my goal in the scene was to, make someone face like a harsh reality. I could use an improv, I could personalize it, and I could just say like, oh, let's just say that I have like a 14-year-old brother, which I do have a 14-year-old brother. He's not 14 anymore, but he was at one point. Yeah, you and, remember. Yeah. yeah, and let's say that like he still believed in Santa Claus, mm. right? And he was getting picked on at school for believing in Santa Claus. Kids are mean. Man. Yeah, and I had to be the one to make him face that harsh reality yeah. to make him face the fact that there is no Santa Claus. So right there, I could just like jump into an improv and just be all like, listen, man, I, I hate to be the one to tell you this. What's up, Ty? There is no Santa Claus. What? Are you, what are you... What are you crying right now? Look, I'm sorry that I have to be the one. You're just like the kids at school. I'm sorry I have to be the one to tell you this, but there is no Santa Claus, okay? You're forte. Hey, hey, you're 14 years old now, man. But it's time to face reality. It's time to face the truth. And the truth is, you got to grow the fuck up. But every Christmas morning, there's presents under the tree that weren't there the night before. See, and then from there... You hold it, and then you go into the lines that the character has. You know mm, what I mean? You go yeah, into the lines yeah. in the scene. Yeah. So it's like, 
using like that improv helps like prime yourself. Prime you. yeah, yeah. Into, I don't know, like your character's like emotion. Yeah. Yeah. It puts you in the right context almost. Yeah. Yeah. Cause otherwise you're just like some random person standing off stage waiting yeah. to go in. Just yeah. like, <laughs> and that's hard, man. Yeah. That's hard. Like to Tom snap Brady, into something. Yeah. Like Tom Brady doesn't just walk into a game and just like, just go. He warms up. He kind of does I mean? though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. I mean, well, now Brady. he does, but yeah, now he does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that didn't really work out for him this year. Did well, it? Not entirely his fault, but, uh, but I think that's an interesting point. And, uh, I'm also really sad to hear that Santa isn't real. I didn't know that. Um, oh, yeah, man. So I'm going to have to take some time to process that after, <laughs> yeah. off air. But um, Easter Bunny's still real, though. Oh, oh man. You, no one told me different. I, I was, Tooth Fairy's cool, too, right? Yeah. Okay, those teeth got to go somewhere. They got to go somewhere, man. Those teeth got to go somewhere, right? Who supplies all the quarters to the world? I mean, <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Uh, there's obviously a fairy in charge of that. All right. Of course. Um, so going, so this play, Picnic, right? You you learned about using improv to kind of prime you for your goal in a scene, yeah. which I think is an incredibly useful skill. And I think something as, as a young actor would have been really helpful for me if I, that had clicked a little more. Yeah. I think I figured it out later, but... Uh, in the well, t- we were doing different things. Like you yeah. were doing, like you were doing, like your sketch comedy. Yeah, different sorts of projects. Yeah, and I was doing like, yeah, I was doing. I was more into like, I don't know, like the character creation and like research thing. And yeah. you were more into yeah. like, I mean, I guess like that's the same. Like sketch comedy is like the same. Like you were more of like a writer. Yeah, like, and stuff and, like that. And sketch college. comedy to me is like done best when you improvise around the premise or the concept that you have to flesh out the sketch. Mm. Like, Hey, I have a funny idea, you know? Um, but I want to play with it a little bit to see what we can find in there. And that's where you find funny lines, funny moments and characters. Yeah. And you just go and there's no like time limit. Yeah. yeah, You're just playing. Yeah. Like that's like what we would do, man. Like we would just like play, like how long would we be in character for? (laughs) Hours. Yeah. (laughs) We'd go to get dinner. We'd be walking around like, it's like, that's like acting. And like, that's like why we like love it so much, man. We can't do anything else because we just like, ah, we're just like so in love with the crap. Like we'll literally do that for hours. Yeah. We'd we'd spend our evenings just like coming back from class. Why does that feel so good though? Why does it feel so good to like improvise and to like act for hours like that? I mean, I know I have an answer for this and I'm curious to hear your thoughts, but I think for me, it's, it's kind of getting back to like sense of play, right? Like imagination and being a kid because you do that as a kid all the time. You know, you just kind of play and be someone else, be, you know, a hero that you watch on TV Mm. or that you read about in a book. And as adults, we don't do that as much. Right. Mm. But acting is one of the unique places where that can still happen and it can be serious too. Yeah. Like, because you express yourself. Yeah. You can express yourself and express feelings you might not normally feel or be someone you aren't normally. Mm-hmm. Right. We're playing all sorts of characters. Yeah. Pirates and My British whole, people. Yeah. British people. Yeah. My whole thing is too, is you can like, you can like really heal from mm-hmm. acting. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. can like really heal like a hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you have a character, like the first thing that I like to identify is like the characters like hurt, like where they Mm. feel pain, like where they're like most, like their biggest obstacle. And it's just like, and then you identify that in yourself and then you're like, Oh shoot. Like I'm kind of feeling that. Like maybe that's something that I got to work through. You can relate to it. Yeah. Yeah. You can relate to it. And it's just like, hold for plane. Do you even get that? Uh, it it depends. Oh, probably not, but no. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, 
I forgot what I was saying. Yeah. But thinking about how you can heal your hurt through acting, right? Maybe the character, you identify the characters yeah. kind of like wounds. Yeah. This is going to be a super actory, actory that's, podcast. That's why I wanted you on. <laughs> bring, the, bring that actor perspective. Super actory. Yeah. That's what I was hoping for. So but Yeah, it's cool. And then it's just like, yeah, I mean, I kind of saying before, like my whole thing was like, I was never like, I never considered myself to be like really articulate. And acting kind of gave me a way to express myself because I had those lines. Yeah. But then finding improv in it, it's like, oh, shoot, I can be articulate. Mm. I can be articulate through, like, my emotions and through, mm. like, my actions. Yeah. Yeah. Expression. Yeah. yeah. Expression. It's all about. And characters are expressing themselves and you're expressing yourself. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, super actory. Cool. Yeah, super actory. Should yeah. we should we light up right now? Yeah. Should we some cigarettes, man. Yeah, get Seth Rogen in here. Now. Oh my gosh, dude! Oh all my right. gosh. <laughs> oh, between all the pirates and British people and characters from plays that we pretend yeah. to be, yeah, we were pretty annoying. I think to anyone else. Oh, I don't think so. No, you don't think we were? Well, like, I think not else. to each other. No, of course but, not. No, no, no. I was super into it, but I mean, I just heard like rounds and rounds of applause every time we walked mm. into rooms true true we we left them wanting more yeah always yeah. they're like wow what a performance yeah they were like ah oh, that, that michael and ty man yeah. they they're always on they're always on it man yeah they're on a big things big things big things and now we're on a podcast so there now you go big things that's right baby big things all right uh, so i want to transition over to talking about grad school and kind of your experience doing improv while you were at nyu I was there for college, right? <laughs> we were roommates. Yep. So I saw a lot of that and know what that process was like. But mm-hmm. um, during your time at NYU, you said you mm-hmm. did a lot of improv. A lot. Yeah. Talk about that. So NYU was was really good because they taught you like so many different tools as an actor. Like there wasn't like one style of acting that they focused on. Like that's the great thing about NYU grad is they're always like kind of like changing up their styles, changing up their techniques. Mm. But one common thing that I found was that like there was a lot of improv going on. Mm. So like, you know, we would do like a movement class with this teacher, Faye Simpson, who's incredible. And she would do like a lot of chakra work, right? Like the seven chakras and like, you know, you got a root chakra and, bunch of different ones and they're all attached to like possibly different like personas and personalities you know Mm -hmm. so like for an example like the root chakra is like you know like your feet it's like your groundedness yeah and then you would take that and you would say like oh this is either like exploded or an imploded or Mm -hmm. blocked or neutral and so like an exploded root chakra would mean like someone like very, very, very like, you know, like assertive and like, you know, just like, hey, like, I don't know, like, you know, what I'm doing. like just yeah. like a very, very confident, you know, just like very like, you know, man spreading, you know, like those kind of dudes. Exactly. Exactly. Hang on. Like, <laughs> Let me spread out a bit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you like know. me. Yeah. 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 So like if you're doing a character, I don't know, he could be like a bro at the gym, you oh, know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, you know, Expo to Root Chakra is like, yeah, what up, bro? Like, how you doing, man? Like, it's like, uh, you know, like, man, like, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, if you like implode that make an imploded chakra it's just like very like nervous energy you know like someone very insecure and just like 
you know, not really confident and stuff like that. And then you would improvise like based off of those chakras. So mm-hmm. like, what does an exploded root chakra mean to you? What does an imploded one mean to you? And then you would mm-hmm. go down the line, different chakras. And you would always improv to like kind of find that thing, you know, you would find that emotion or whatever that you're going for. Um, we do it a lot in, we do, we did like games classes all the time. Like we would have like instant Shakespeare or like instant musical. Mm. Um, yeah, everything was improv. I mean, it's just yeah. like, there was just so many situations where you would put like characters in because like at the end of the day, that was the main point I feel like of grad school. Like mm. it's a three-year program. First year, they tear you down. Yeah. They completely tear you down. It's all about just like getting rid of all the tools that you think makes you a good actor. Mm. And it's just, and that's done through a lot of like emotional, like improv, you know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. just like beating the thing until you get the emotion, until you're able to get connected to it, mm. which is good and bad. Yeah. And then the second year, they give you the tools. And then the third year, you kind of like bring it all together. So, yeah, there's a lot of improv going on. Just a little. Just a, a little, little bit. Yeah. yeah. What um can you tell me a little more about that games class? You said like instant Shakespeare, instant musical. Games I, class. Yeah, I'm yeah. Definitely yeah. curious. Games class was probably one of my favorite classes. Mm. Um we would do wait, I have to think because it's so long ago now. Um it was the second year. Yeah, yeah, it was the second year, and we would come back, and it was like the second semester, we'd come back from winter break, mm. and it was like a two-month class? Mm. Yeah, it was like a two-month class. It was like an intensive, like they like blocked out time just for this games class, mm. and we did it every single day, Ooh. and it was like, no, but it was like, it was so much fun. Like, we would yeah. do like different, um, like, yeah, and it was just that. All you would do is play games, like theater games, mm. improv games. Oh, man. All you would do. It was so fun. Ugh. And, like, and literally we would, like, we would also be working on a play for, like, a different class. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we would work on a play for a different class, and then we would bring those characters into games class, mm. and we would, like, work on those characters in, like, different, like, improv situations. And, like, we did other things in that class. Like, we went to, like... um like, like we were doing like the play of you from the bridge by Arthur Miller. Mm. And I think he did that. Yeah. Yeah. He did do that. Yeah. And that takes place in Red Hook, Brooklyn. So we would do like a field trip to Red Hook, Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, and it's cool just spot. like, yeah, yeah. Super cool. Um, but yeah, it was just like a lot of like, I don't know. It was like a lot of just fun theater games, you know, and they would last for like, like we would have like an instant Shakespeare or whatever, and mm. it would last for like hours. What? Yeah, like like yeah, like those games would literally last. Like, and you would just keep going. You would keep flushing it out, mm. and it just completely took the fear away from improv because like you do something for long enough, you know, like this podcast. Like yeah. it's like this is my first podcast. You know, I was like it was like kind of like weird and uncomfortable at first, but then like the more that you do it, like the more comfortable that you get, and then you realize, oh, you're just doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like, I don't know the, what the point of it was, but what I got from it was that, um, yeah, that you don't got to be afraid of mm. improv and yeah. stuff like that. Gets rid of hesitation. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that was the point of it, to yeah. get rid of hesitation to free you. Just get out there and do it. 
Yeah, still do it, man. Mm. Still do it. Mm. Gotta do what you gotta do. That that sounds like a fun class. I think I'm gonna see if I can audit that class. It was so fun. just that class. It was I, so fun. I, I don't want to deal with the rest. I'm no, gonna just yeah, do that dude. class. <laughs> it was all good. Hey, uh, it was all good, man. That sounds good. All right, so we finish up at NYU grad school. Mm-hmm. Three years of work done. You move into that post grad life. You're auditioning, trying to get work. What role does improv play in your post-grad life? Because you're not in school anymore, right? You're not taking classes. I had a really hard time post-grad life for a long time Mm. because, like, it was the first time in my life where I didn't have acting. And, like, I didn't didn't have, like, a way to always do it because, like, my whole thing— wasn't given. Yeah, like, my whole thing was, like, I am not the most gifted, like, naturally, like, the most gifted actor at all. But, I like, like I still, like, remember, like, in high school being, like, the only dude cast in chorus and, like, my teacher yeah, being, yeah. like, like, my teacher being, like, I think he meant it as a joke, but I took it seriously. He was just all, like, so you're not actually thinking about doing acting for a living, are you? <laughs> and I was, like, yeah, I am. Um, yeah, yeah, so that was. I don't know if high school teachers know, like. <laughs> yeah, no, they know everything. Yeah, they do. Um, they were clearly, all right about me. Clearly, yeah, they were, they were right. Yeah. Um, but. But yeah, so, but, but then like I took like that and I was all like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to study. I'm just going to do it. Mm. And I always had opportunities to do it. You know, high yeah. school, I did it. Like there was always like a high school drama class or like a high school musical. Yeah. And then in college, you know, I got into APU and then, you know, like there was always like a show that we were doing our class that we yeah. were doing. Every or semester like, we had something. Yeah. And I would always like be in my room, like mm-hmm. just like trying to like study it on my own, reading books. You know, my best teacher was always Google and YouTube. Watch Mojo. <laughs> yeah, watch Mojo. <laughs> Say it again. Watch Mojo, man. Yeah. And um, um, what was I saying? Uh, but yeah, but then, yeah, and then I was lucky enough to get into NYU and then like mm-hmm. more, like more time to like own my craft and stuff like that. But then it stopped when I graduated mm. and I didn't have an outlet for acting. Mm. And that was really hard. Like even though like I was lucky enough to, book stuff it was few and far between and I was like very like missing like a part of me which was like the acting and like the creating part so I just fucking Mm. spiraled dude I fucking like just like got into a lot of self-destructive behavior and stuff like that because I didn't have like an outlet to act yeah and then honestly man it wasn't until man it wasn't until like I don't think it was until IFTP where I was like finally doing something like, Mm. and then I finally started having fulfillment again as an actor because I had a great time when I was on set and like the TV shows that I booked and stuff. And you get in the room. Yeah. But it's like, you know, there's a couple weeks and then you're done. And then, you know, I had to wait months and auditions aren't the same. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, they're stressful. Like it's just you and a camera and a backdrop. And it's just like, you know, I miss like that that human connection. So, and then coming here was where I like really, really found that. Mm. And, you know, I, I loved, I loved coming here with you with like the, the, the few months that I was here. And it's just like, yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. Like I, I was just, I felt so much fulfillment and then, you know, I'm able to do stuff now in my auditions and stuff like that, that gives me more of a fulfillment, Mm. um, too. Um, 
but, but, but yeah, it was very, very hard post-grad life because I didn't have an outlet. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it was tough. Yeah, absolutely. So what changed or you said you come, you came here, right? To IFTP and came here because I was taking classes here. Yeah. Yeah. So you said that was like incredibly helpful, right? It got you in the room. So what was your experience like starting here at IFTP? You joined the Wednesday class with me, Matthew Moore, Wednesday nights. Matthew Moore, Wednesday nights. Yeah. Yeah. Wednesday night. Yeah. Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, We're so biased on the show for Wednesday nights. (laughs) Are you? You got a lot of Wednesday nighters? Well, it's it's the only night uh, I've taken classes. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but I know I've met tons of people from the other classes, and they're all great too. It's just that they're I, just not Wednesday nighters. I, they're just not Wednesday. They're not Wednesday nighters. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I think just like getting back into it, man. Getting yeah. back into like acting and creating in some form. And again, like it was like, I was starting off fresh when I first started on Wednesday Yeah, because you know, I got that fear again. Yeah, You know, I got that crazy fear because improv is like the fucking hardest thing, <laughs> like doing it good. And like improv stand up musical theater, all things that I love to watch. Yeah. But like be in the audience for it. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, like going on stage and like, just like, having nothing, having like no prompt, no lines, Mm -hmm. like, and then just like having to be like, because good improv at his best is like, just, just, just telling the truth fearful or fearlessly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. And he was just like finding that again and, and just like, I don't know, like that uncomfortability is so exciting. You know, like I was lucky enough to do like a few shows here Mm -hmm. and just like, you know, like being in front of an audience again and not knowing what the fuck you're going to do and just like, oh, I can. And, you know, I love like failing. Like I love failing. Oh, yeah. This is the place. Yeah, yeah, dude. Because it's just like, oh, it's just it's just so like it's so terrible, but it's so fun. Like when you're on stage and you're just like, you got nothing. Yeah. You got nothing. Like, oh, this is tough. Yep. You're literally like, I don't know. You're on the floor. You're on your knees. You're doing a scene. Yeah. You got to say something. You know, you got to say something, but you got nothing. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. Like those moments are just like the most entertaining to watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they're like, it's just like, there's something really exciting about being in those moments because Mm. like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, you're in trouble, but you're not in trouble because it's (laughs) like, you know, it's, it's improv. Like you got nothing. Yeah. You got nothing, man. I don't know what I'm saying. I like it. Yeah. I like improv. Yeah. It's cool. No, I think you're right, though, talking about, like, the best moments are when you fail. Because yeah, it's just, you're like, well, we're here. Best moments are when you fail, man. And, yeah. if, and if NYU and IFTP taught me anything, it's that, like, you find the best shit in failure. Mm. You find the best stuff in, like, uncomfortability and, like, just, like, because sometimes, like, you, you don't know what to do, so you just do something, and then that thing that you do is, like, whoa, it's, like, so, like, unpredictable and exciting, and then, like, the audience is just like, oh, did he just say that? Did he just do that? Oh, yeah, he did just do that. And then you're thinking, did I just do that? Your partners are like, did he just do that? And then everyone's now doing that thing that you just started, and it's just like, okay, here we go. Yes, and. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes, and. and yes, and. At the end of the day, you just agree and build. Yes, and, baby. Yeah. Did you ever struggle with that? Did you ever struggle with like being insecure about being like quick witted and like articulate? Um, because like you were always like naturally yeah. like really funny and like a good writer. 
Like, mm-hmm. even, like, in college, like, your sketches were just always so good. And you just, like, always had a knack for comedy. Yeah. That was something, like, that I, like, always admired about you. Mm. Like, that you were, like, able to do that and able to be funny because, you know, my method was a little bit different. <laughs> we had different methods, for but sure. Yeah. Did you ever show that? Uh, I think sometimes. Sometimes, I mean, you know, with anything, you can doubt yourself. Mm. Be like, I don't know what I'm doing. You're good at just jumping in and not giving a fuck. Yeah. I've, I, being here and, I mean, doing improv has helped with that a lot. Yeah. You've always been, like, fearless when it comes to your comedy, though. Yeah, that's eh, It's easy. Your drama stuff, like, your dramatic yeah. scenes, you would always get in your head. Oh, your, yeah. Your, like, comedic scenes. Yeah. You were always just, like, so front forward with I felt it. comfortable. I yeah, man. I just felt like I could jump in. Yeah, that's not know. funny. Isn't that funny how people are different? Like, yeah. I would feel the opposite. I would yeah. feel, like, so comfortable in dramatic scenes, oh, like, no. dramatic improv. No, those stress me out because I'm like, I don't know how to do a good job with this. Yeah. I'm like, mm. I don't know how to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's, but we're different like that. Yeah. yeah. We're opposites in that way. Yeah. yeah. That's why we don't get along. Yeah, that's that's why it's such a struggle to get you here today. Yeah, man. I had to pay him $3,000 in cash. Yeah. <laughs> Three times we had to reschedule this thing. Yeah, and that's all the money I own in the world. Yeah, there you go. It's gone now. <laughs> um, but it was worth it. Uh, no, I think I think for me, like, I think it's just the idea of you don't want to, like, try too hard. Yeah. Because I think people will notice it and be like, oh, my gosh, this guy trying too hard. And mm. I, I think there's been times where I, I know when I'm uncomfortable in my personal life, I'll get too... You know, I'll, I'll put my foot down on the gas in terms of like wit and being jokey. And people are like, all right, you, you need to chill out you mean a little like bit. You'll, yeah, yeah, like you'll try too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. To help bring ease to a situation. Or mm. or if if someone I don't know very well, mm. that's much easier to do instead of actually trying to get to know them. It's just be like, ah, like make jokes. Oh, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, wait, are you talking about in a scene or are you talking about just in life in general? Both. Oh, <laughs> Interesting. Life imitates art, Tyler. That's true. Art That's imitates true. life. That's true. Yeah, it goes both. I think it goes both ways for me. So I think, well, okay. I can think of a specific example yeah. where, say, for example, okay, so back in college, and this is a story that you know, yeah. uh, our school was doing an adaptation of Dr. Faust's. <laughs> and uh, for some. Directed un- by. Dr. Rachel Tracy. Dr. Rachel Tracy. Dr. Rachel Tracy. Shout out Dr. Rachel and, Tracy. And uh, for context, Tyler and ended up being cast as the role of Faustus in that show and did an excellent job. Um, but before Tyler was cast in that role, uh, I, for some reason, was also called back for Faustus. And, you know, the leading man in a drama is not usually what I'm known for. You want to explain what Faustus is? Uh, and Faustus is essentially the story of, I don't know how to do a good job of this, a man who kind of summons a demon yeah well it's, yeah, it's you about it. you know you played him it's a thing oh man i don't even remember that dude's name marlo marlo christopher wrote Marlowe, it. yeah right? christopher marlo wrote yeah. it back in the day and uh, it's about a dude who gets you know he's 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 living this boring life and he's not happy with where he is and he gets an opportunity to change his life by yeah. making a deal with the devil mm. and that doesn't go too well yeah and at the end of the show at least in the end of our show, he has to make the decision. Well, wait, I'm not going to share that. Yeah. But I will say this, that the show was like, at least the one that we wrote was about like this downward spiral, like this cautionary mm. tale about how he gets more and more and more into like that lavish lifestyle, that yeah. sinful lifestyle. Folks, just like seven deadly sins. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, super like seven deadly sins, like 
every all of his motivation is linked at least in one of those sins pride envy lust stuff like that yeah and yeah that's what the character is yeah that's what faustus is a little bit so obviously you hear that description and you the first person you think of is me you Uh, would have been a great faustus you would have been a great faustus just you though like you like being yourself like being that character like okay. not being satisfied with where you are in life. Like yeah. you could play that. Yeah. Well, anyone, I can relate to that. Yeah. Anyone could. I think I do a better job now than I would have then. Yeah. I was young. I was like 20. Well, we didn't know how to relate to characters. No. I didn't know how to relate to that no. character. I was no. fucking insane. Yeah. We were young. Yeah. But where I was going with that yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, Go on, go on, go on. Is because this is the penultimate example in my mind of like given a situation where I needed to do something dramatic and I didn't know how. So I added comedy to it yeah so in the callback scene uh it's the scene where uh he summons a demon for the first time right mephistopheles yeah yeah, yeah. sophie sophie yeah we shorten the name you know yeah. keep it simple and uh of course you know in in the stage direction faustus opens up a book and it, it says he mutters an incantation and i see that as an opportunity yeah you do <laughs> and uh the incantation i muttered in my callback you know, this very dramatic scene, he's summoning a demon. He's making this decision. He's like, I'm sick of my life. This is a big moment for me. Yeah, you know, this is kind of an important scene. It yeah. sets the story into motion. I, I'm in that callback room. I go, expecto patrol. <laughs> <laughs> expecto right. patrol. I'm just right there. In the, like, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I read once and then I went home, I think. So I just, she you know, I think I, I have the opposite problem where the idea of like, those scenes or where you feel like an environment or a scene where you have to be quick witted mm. and f- fast to the funny, like that maybe makes you stressed out. I'm the opposite where, I mean, especially in college. And I think this is something I struggled with as an actor, mm. right? Uh, those scenes where things were heavy, right? There was an emotional weight to it. And I didn't always know how to approach that. So I was just like, there's jokes in here somewhere. Mm. But, um, do you still struggle with that? You know, that's, Hard to say because you don't do a lot of drama stuff. Well, yeah, it's just not something I I do Mm. now. Yeah, I think I'd like to try again though, just to experience, you know, just to try, see what the process is like now versus then. Because at this point, that was almost nine years ago. Um, and I know a lot more Harry Potter spells now. Yeah, there you go, baby. You got a whole fantastic (laughs) beast, man. Yeah, it's a quote. That's true. A lot more movies. Yeah, with the internet, we can learn so many things. The best movies. Yeah. Oh man. My favorite is how all the actors change. Yeah, yeah. Well, one in particular. I'll say uh, this, man. Grindelwald. About Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, everyone talks about, like, how, like, you know, the Marvel movies and, like, Avatars making yeah. bank and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. If they brought those actors back, mm. Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Rupert... Grint. Grint? Yeah. Yeah, Rupert Grint. They brought them back yeah. for a Harry Potter movie. Oh, yeah. I'm there. That I'm there. I'm there multiple times. I'm there all the time. Yeah, I like that crew. They're a good For, crew. Yeah, I feel like that would blow yeah. every movie out of the water. They're not even blue, you know. Yeah, they're not even blue. No I whales. See that. I yeah. want to see that. Yeah, uh, not to rag on uh, James Cameron's Avatar two, The Way of the Water, but I haven't seen it. Me neither. Yeah, I only just saw the first one. So it's yeah. long. I mean, I heard it's long. Yeah, I don't, three yeah. hours and. I want to bring us back on track. Uh, so I got a couple more questions for you and then we're going to get into our, our games. Um, so what do you think post your, your time at IFTP? Cause for a lot of reasons, um, right. You know, 
Uh, cut that. Uh, <laughs> okay. You can't cut any of this. It's we can't. It's podcasting. No. Can't cut podcasts? <laughs> this, I'm going to edit this episode down to 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's going to be so fast. Uh, no. Uh, but kind of uh, after your time at IFTP, how has um, improv kind of continued to influence the work that you're doing or your craft in, you know, whether you're doing self-tape auditions or you are going out and shooting a role? What does that look like in your work now? Sure. So, um, I mean, I kind of talked about this, but I'll talk about it some more. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I use it in all of my auditions. I use improv in all of my auditions to personalize. Yeah. Because I think that acting for me for a long time was me trying to create the ideal performance, like the performance that I think that the casting director or the producers or the directors would like the most. Yeah. And I would do that by putting on a character, you Mm. know, by putting it on. And um, I realized that that is the most general thing that you can do. That's probably what most people are trying to do in there. And it is, and yeah. and it works. It works sometimes. Yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't work. Like sometimes, sometimes if you can cry, and you want to show the casting directors that you can cry, sometimes that works in getting the part. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's not like authentic. And like I've found for me, like improv is the the best way you could become like an authentic actor mm. because like at the end of the day, all the best actors are themselves. Like they mm. are themselves as the character, like Daniel day Lewis, like, yeah, he's super method, but he's also Daniel day Lewis as the character. Mm. And he's built that character through yeah. his habits. Through you know, I think is, like yeah. freaking my left foot, all he did was like use his left foot in mm. like character work. And it's yeah. like, you know, he built up that habit. And so, yeah, so it's like you are yourself. And the best way that I've found to like be an authentic actor is through that personalization, like that improv exercise that we kind of were doing earlier. Yeah. So it's like, I'll, I'll give you another example. So it's like, I had a state farm audition, mm-hmm. right? And the state farm line is the state farm personal price plan helps create an affordable price just for you. Right. Wow. Um, Sign me up. So, yeah, so if that's your line, mm. right, first, you come up with the goal, right? So, like, what's my goal? If I'm talking to, like, my best friend, like, my goal is I want them to buy the State Farm Personal Price Plan, right? Mm. So, let's say I'm talking to, like, a best friend. Yeah. And I'm trying to get him to take to take a risk, to yeah. take a leap of faith, right? Because I want him to, like join this price plan. Mm. I could personalize that by coming up with an improv exercise where, I don't know, let's just say that, uh, let's just say I'm talking to you. Like you're my best friend. Let's just say that you confirmed. Nice. Yeah. Let's (laughs) just say that you went to school for, I don't know, law. Let's just say that you wanted to be a lawyer. Let's just say after and or like after APU that you went to law school or whatever, but you were so unhappy, but you were making money, but your real dream has always been to do improv. Mm. I could immediately, I could go into that scene and I could just be all like, 
Dude, like, wait. Sorry. I'm just, I'm confused why you want to go to law school, man. I, I don't know. I mean, my, my dad went to law school. Because of your parents? Yeah, dude. Well, you can't, know, you just... can't, you can't dictate your life based off of your parents' dream, man. I've seen you perform. I've seen you do comedy. I've seen you, dude. I've seen how talented you are, man. You cannot give up on that just to chase your parents' dream. Okay, the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps create an affordable price just for you. For me? For you. You see? And then you just, like, you use it, you prime yourself, and you yeah. go into the, the lines. Yeah. That's how I use improv. There my you auditions. Go. Sold me. I'm quitting law school and I'm getting State Farm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Let it well, boom, bit it boom. first I have to sign up for law school so then I can quit it. But Yeah, right? Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll make some calls. Just like a way of personalizing it. Yeah. Because at the end of the yeah. day, you're the only one that could say it like that. Yeah. You, you could try to say it like Jake from State Farm says it in the commercials, right. but they already have that. They already got that. Yeah. You got to figure out how you will say it. Mm. You got to figure out your own authenticity with the lines. Yeah. And I feel like improv's the perfect tool to do that. Mm. Now, do you think The Rock is one of the best actors because he's always himself? I think The Rock's a great actor. I think The Rock's good at being himself, man. I think that there's a difference between yeah. being yourself yeah. and then, you know, there, then there's Just being the, the rock. <laughs> but then there's the character work that yeah. goes into it. Yeah. That's where the training, that's where like acting training comes in. Yeah. It's like you can be yourself and you can be a very charismatic actor. Mm. The rock is one of them. The rock's very charismatic. That's I true. love watching him. I love his work and he's really good at, at doing his thing. He's really good at doing his thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he'll, uh, if he'll win an Oscar, if he'll ever do like a super transformate transformative performance. He can, yeah. he's totally capable. If you put in the work, if you put yeah. in the work, you put in the research. I mean, that's where those habits that I was telling you about kind of like come yeah. into like fruition. Yeah. It's like being a method actor. It's not like you're not actually like that character or else yeah. you'd be insane. Yeah. You that would be bad. But it's like you do a certain thing for long enough, you're used to your character doing that. Like, let's say that you have to play the guitar yeah. for like for a character. Like, let's say that you're playing a musician. You're going to learn how to play the guitar yeah. through hours and hours and hours of research and guitar playing and building up that habit so that when you do it on camera, it's like... It's second nature. Yeah. So it seems like a natural, real thing. Yeah. And yeah. it's like you do that through everything, through like trigger work, through like, uh, you know, like, you know, like relationship work, like everything's a trigger. And that's, I feel like what creates a transformative performance are these different like habits and routines that you've built in yourself. And then, then mm. you can use it and use some trigger work and then go and be free. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think The Rock's a good actor. Mm. I think he's good at being himself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, you know, there's only one Rock. That's true. I don't see The Rock and I'm all like, oh, he's trying to be like someone oh, else. Oh, he's just like that you know other what I mean? guy. Yeah. yeah, but that's what's, that's like what's so compelling is yeah. that, that, is that authenticity. Yeah. yeah. So it's like people say like, oh, he always plays the same thing. Like, yeah, because he's damn good at it. Yeah, And people true. like it. Jungle Cruise. Yeah, man. Yeah, I like Jungle Cruise. Yeah, it's a solid movie. I like Jungle Cruise. Jack Black. <laughs> oh. Now there's an actor. No. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. Jack Black's incredible. Legend of the game. Yeah. Legend of the game, man. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. This is very actory. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay. So my last question for you. Mm. Um, what do you think is next for you? What Do you have any goals or projects that you're working on right now? Kind of in the future, whether improv, acting. Where to next for Ty Hubbard? I was going to tell you this off camera. Mm. Oh. Um, no, nothing. Um, (laughs) 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 Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just going to, uh, just keep doing my thing, man. I love, I've been loving like creating content lately. Yeah. Yeah, Tell us about that. Loving creating. So I started like a YouTube channel called the bad actor, the bad actor, the bad actor, the bad actor, no spaces, the bad actor, YouTube channel. Okay. And it's just because, like, when I thought that name was kind of punk rock and, like, I feel like every, like, actor is, like, insecure about being called a bad actor. Oh, so it's yeah, just, like, 100%. I don't know. I just, like, I don't, I don't know. I like Own the, the title. Yeah. yeah, I like the name. And it's just, like, trying to, like, I'm just going through, like, different tools and actions and very, like, you know, and I'm kind of basing a lot of it off of improv, funny enough. Like, yeah. just, like, little situations that actors can do because it is that thing of, like, anyone can act. Like, mm. it's not, like, this foreign thing. Like, anyone can do it. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, so I've just had a really fun time, like, just, like, creating, like, different, like, audition situations. Like, I did one for Top Gun and mm. stuff like that. And, and just, yeah, just, like, creating content and editing videos. Like, I, I find that fulfilling, like, because being a struggling actor, it's, like, waiting for the email to come through or waiting for the phone to ring. It's just yeah. like so stressful and you have no control over it. Yeah. So just like leaning into the things that you have control over. Yeah. Like creating content, like working out, you know, you're yeah. doing it with this podcast. Yeah. It's just like finding those things as an actor is what makes the struggle manageable. Yeah. Because like there is no time limit as an actor. No. It's a long game. Yeah. It's a long fucking game. And people yeah. see like that, you know, like the immediate success and they're like, oh my gosh, I want my big break, yeah. you know, and there is no big break. It's yeah. a slow build. You know, you, you, you audition, you audition, you audition, you get yeah. co-stars, 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 and you get nothing. Then you can maybe get a guest star. Then you can maybe get a reoccurring and who knows how old you are, Yeah, but you have to be satisfied with the fact that you are on this journey until you're six feet under mm. because yeah. And it's just like, and just like, enjoy the ride, man. Yeah. And don't let the industry get, Get in you your down. head, man. Like, yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Um, I had gotten, not gotten, but I was, okay, a couple days ago, I had auditioned for Law and Order, right? Mm. And. Bum, bum. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. The criminal bum, justice bum, system. Bum, yeah. <laughs> bum. And I had found out 3 p.m. on Thursday that I was a final select mm. and that I was pinned for the role. It was a supporting guest star, one episode, but I would have to f- be in New York City mm. that next day by 6.30 a.m. because that's when they film. Wow. Yeah. Tight turn. So, yeah, no respect for your personal life or anything. And I'm all like, so, and then I started going into like, I started spiraling. I'm like, okay, I have to get off of work. I have to do all this shit. I have yeah. to like, I have to figure out like, like how, how, like, like how I can, basically work i would yeah. basically have to have jeopardized like my money gig yeah to do this law and order gig yeah yeah all that for three hours later finding out that i didn't get the job 
But it's just, but it's just yeah. like you know, like you have to do all that but work. It threw you into that headspace. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like you know, like the like the idea of like you know, like am I gonna get it? Am I not gonna get it? Yeah. Now I have to take off work, and it's just like all these things I have no control over because we have no control of anything in the business. Yeah, and I hate that, man. Mm. I hate that. Yeah. But I forget what I was going, where I was going with this. But like, yeah, just like trying to find like some control in this mm. business that you have no control over. Yeah. Control what you can is what I'm trying to do. man. And let the rest figure itself out. Exactly. Exactly. Cause when, when the opportunity happens, mm. I'm going to be ready. And it's yeah. like, you know, that's what I'm preparing for. That's why I'm staying sharp. That's why I'm like creating acting content. Cause I want to, Stay on it. Yeah, I want to stay on it, man. Yeah. So when those auditions and those opportunities arrive, I'll be ready. Yeah. 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 I like that because luck is just preparation meeting opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is, man. It's just like having that confidence that you are going to make it. You are going to do what you're going to do as an actor. You know, yeah. there's no way. Like, it's like, you study something every day and you like push yourself to do that thing. Like, look at you, man. Like you weren't like, like now you're like doing like podcasts and you're like teaching like classes and it's just like, you know, you're getting more and more and more opportunities. And these podcasts are yeah. really good, man. Yeah. Here I am. 200th episode. You said, yeah, actually 300th episode. The 300th episode. Yeah. And we just passed him, Joe Rogan on the charts. No, you did not. Yeah. You finally passed him. Wow. Yeah. Did you pass Impulsive yet? Yeah, yeah. They're not oh, even. Oh, wow. They're not even. They actually the... got delisted. Oh, they did? Yeah. Because <laughs> of uh, that crypto zoo scandal. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Oh, it's a doozy. I like Impulsive. No comment. <laughs> no, no comment. We're so similar. That's why we're such good friends. Yeah. Yeah. We love all the same things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Particularly podcasts. That's that's another really cool thing about like improv and like acting yeah. and like classes. It's yeah. like so many different types of people. Oh yeah, 100%. coming together. Yeah, and that's, meeting. That's what I like about here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, look at us. This place got us on a podcast. The two of us in a room. Two of us. Two people who can't stand each other. Just a couple kids. Just a couple Just kids a couple coming of together. Kids together. <laughs> together forever. Oh wow, so lovely. You want to do the Boston accent with me? Uh, wicked smart chowder chowder i'm a chowder man yeah i watched that i yeah. listen to that he episode. hates when i say that but why he, not actually but you oh. know it's just fun to mess with chowder. It, he says he told me matthew moore he told me that people say that to him like in class they'll be like hey are you a chowder man oh like, really they heard it on the, on the popular, podcast popular podcast it's a it's a popular episode what can yeah, you say man. the people the people want chowder yeah now what Matt's doing here is so special. Yeah. It's like I remember when we doing like a Christmas show last year. It was either Christmas or New Year's show. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like seeing like the love in the room. Oh, it's just yeah. like Yeah, it's Energy, just like all support. different kinds of people, no egos. Yeah. Just mine. Yeah. Yeah, just yours. Yeah. But you know. Yeah, it's just it's a cool place, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is. With that said, you wanna play some games? Yeah, sure. Let's Time go. to bring back games class. Games class, baby. All right. So the first game we're going to be playing today, Tyler, is called Coming Home. And uh, I'm going to be here chilling at home. And you're going to be coming home from your job as a uh, garbage man. A garbage man. Yeah. So you're a garbage man. Glad you think so highly of me. And uh, you're coming home. Uh, that's all we're going to get. 
I'll black us out when the scene is done. I'm sorry. You need to excuse yourself from the room. Uh, can you pose yourself off outside, please, Jeff, for me? You have a problem with my line of work, Todd? It's, it's not the work I don't value. It's just that you're bringing your work home with you, Jeff. Yeah. You and smell. I smell. Yeah. You smell like your work, Jeff. What's wrong with smelling like your work? All right. You know what I smell like? I smell like hard work because I'm the only one bringing home the bacon here. Okay. What are you doing? Look, I'm- What are you doing? What'd you do today? Jeff, I'm, I'm trying to get my Etsy shop, you know, off the ground running, but uh, I'm having Etsy a tough shop. time finding a market for- Listen, man, I told you there's an opportunity for, for you in the sanitation. Shoelace part. covers. <laughs> what? The shoelace covers. I told you that's what my store is about. Shoelace covers? Yeah. What the fuck is a shoelace cover? You know the little the little tip on your shoelace? <laughs> I wanted to make cool like custom covers for those. You oh. know they're called aglets, the little plastic part in the shoelace. I thought, well what if I made custom ones that people could put on their shoelaces, you know, to show their like personality. Like I, I said, there's I, a job for you in the sanitation department if you want it. All right, man. You you got it. You got to move on. From the shoelace thing, man. You gotta just, move on. Look, I know I'm a few months behind on been our rent. Ten years. Been ten fucking years you've been trying to do this. Just, thing. just give me two months. Two months. Two months. And if I don't start making big money on my sales for my Etsy shop, Todd's shoes, then I'll come join you at the sanitation department and I'll deal with the smell. Deal with the smell. Yeah. But some things are going to change around here. Yeah? If I get that job, we're going to hose ourselves off before we come in the house. Oh, so you're making rules now. Yeah. Making I'm making rules. rules. I'm making rules. You know what? It's kind of hot. Yeah, baby. You like that? You like that stinky stink? You like that when I spray you with the hose? You like it when I spray you with my stink? Blackout! <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Spray you with my stank. That's the the scene's got to end there. It's what not gonna shoelace covers. Yeah, you don't I legitimately didn't know what that was. Well, I don't know what that is. I made it up. But actually, you know, you know this, there's a market for that. This thing is called an aglet. Oh, and um, I don't know. I just shoelace. Like, what if there was a cover you could put over that? Wait a second to customize. You it. know, like I, I was I was going against it for like yeah. to make like some interest in the scene. Yeah, you know, but like. In my head, I was thinking, it's a damn good idea. Is it though? So, but you could do different colors. It might, it might already exist. I don't, I haven't heard I don't it. know. I don't know what that aglet cover. You know, maybe, hey. Maybe we should cut all this out because it's such a good idea. No, dude. I don't want anyone to steal it. I yeah, that's to true. The, the patent office true. real no, quick. Do it. Do yeah. it because I want one. All right. Uh, uh, my new uh, Etsy shop, Shoelace Covers RS. Yeah. <laughs> let's start it. Yeah. Let's start Boom. Let's quit. Drop everything. Came for a podcast, left with an idea. <laughs> left with a fortune. Left <laughs> with a fortune. Yeah. With a multi-million dollar fortune. Right. Uh, that, 
That was nice. I really liked uh, the work you did coming in. Thanks. I like the work you did. Yeah. Great job. I, I love that you named me, you know. Todd. Kind of, yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on to our next game. Uh, this next game, uh, it's going to be a lot on you, but I'm going to help you out. Uh, this Great. game is called Explain Your Tattoo. And uh, you, tattoos. you're going to show off to me uh, the new tattoo you got. And uh, I'm going to give you a one word prompt to help you uh, think about what the tattoo is. Uh, so your prompt is going to be a triangle. So you have a new tattoo. Your prompt is triangle. And uh, I want you to tell me about it. Yeah. It's cool, man. Triangle. Hey. Dude, what's up? What? Uh, I heard you got some new ink, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yo, I got a no. fucking... Tell me about it. Fill uh, it. Bruh, so like, yeah. you know, like, there's like my favorite guy of yeah. all time. Yeah, your favorite artist? No, oh. guy. Uh, just your favorite guy? My favorite guy okay. of all yeah. time. Don't interrupt me again. Sorry. His name is uh, Phil Jackson. Oh, you know Phil what Jackson. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. what I say? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, just me. I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought this scene was going to be about me. Yeah, you're, no, sorry, I was just God trying to agree. No, I want to hear. I want to hear about Every Phil Jackson. Day with you. Do you want to hear about my, my my new triangle tattoo? Oh, you got a triangle tattoo? God damn it! I spoiled it. I was going to go into a whole story. Okay, well, explain what's behind it. All right, so I got a new tattoo off of my favorite guy, Phil Jackson. You know. He like he does this thing called the triangle offense, right? So I'm like really into triangles and also it's like my favorite shape of all time. So I figured I'd get a triangle tattoo. Nice, dude. Can I, I'm speaking now. Um, <laughs> where... Where'd you get the tattoo? Why would I tell you that? Because oh, you're telling me about the tattoo. Yeah, but I'm not telling you where it is. Okay, well, I'm going to guess it's on your lower back. You would guess. Yeah. Partially correct. Oh, nice. Sick, dude. It's, uh, so are we talking like, is this like a white ink tattoo or is it just like uh, just a nice black triangle? Oh, or, bro, what's a white ink tattoo? You know, white ink. <laughs> when the instead of black the ink is white shit man you blow my mind right now dude i have like two tattoos i know a lot you got two tattoos yeah man i got a i got the the one up here it's a no. a nipple and then a line so it looks like a winky face but the nipple's one of the eyes you got a tattoo on your nipple well, no it's a, near the nipple you got a tattoo near your nipple. Yeah, but it's not as cool as your triangle back tattoo about, no. about the Chicago Bulls. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, it's not. Is it like a, like what kind of triangle? Is this like an isosceles triangle or acute or obtuse? You know, like for math? That's a lot of fucking questions. Dude, I just that. love sick tats, dude. <sighs> My favorite thing about other people's tattoos are the stories behind them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't want to tell me where your tattoo is. It's on my butthole. Blackout. <laughs> <laughs> that is lower back. That is lower back, That is right? lower, lower back. Lower, lower back. Lower back. That, that was interesting. That sounds painful. Yeah, I mean, I know yeah. from... I know from... A personal experience? experience? Yeah. Butthole tattoos? Yeah. yeah. I know. Okay, I have three. Don't ask. You do? Yeah. Shit. I yeah. know that? Yeah. 
Yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. That's cool. That's cool, man. Yeah, I'll show you how fair. I love this. I love this podcast. Man. Yeah, yeah. I love this this yeah. interview. Yeah. <laughs> I need to clip this. That's good. Just butthole tattoos. Yeah, that's gonna triangles. kills. That's gonna do numbers, man. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna play one more game. Oh please. <laughs> one more game. <laughs> and I'm okay. Um so in this game, uh the relationship we have to each other is that we're both wizards. And uh here's what I need you to ask. Just love or hate, pick one. Hate. Hate. All right. So you hate me, I love you, and we're both wizards. Oh my god. Thaddeus, it's great to see you. I love that hat you got there. Oh god, here we go. It's, it looks like you freshly laundered that hat. Well, it's got the little uh, stars on it. What are you even saying to me? I just, I like your hat, mate. Oh, you know, I was sitting over here brewing up a new potion. You know, I'm trying to cure male pattern baldness. And I looked over there and I, I thought, why should I make a potion for male pattern baldness when my good mate here, Thaddeus, He's just got a lovely hat on. Why not just give everybody who suffers from male pattern baldness one of them lovely wizard hats? Right? Demetrius. Yeah, what, mate? What, Thaddeus? You gotta stop with the accent. What? Okay? You are a 24-year-old man. I'm a, I'm a wizard of the realm. No. You're from Denver, Colorado. Okay? And you gotta stop you gotta stop doing this it's it's every day I it is non-stop and it's driving me fucking nuts i'll just listen i love you and you know i love you i respect you but like in like like not a lovey kind of way and like a like a i detest you kind of a way that's why I need to tell you, man, you gotta just fucking chill. I can't stop being magic. I'm a <laughs> wizard. <laughs> what you're asking me to do is give up my, my dream. Oh my God. That's, yeah. and look, you're my best friend. Yeah. But I thought we were going to be wizards together. You're right. I'm your best friend. Yeah. We're not little kids anymore, though. We've been playing wizards in this attic for like 15 years, now mate. Now it's time. Now it's time to get out of the attic. Don't you ever think it's time to get out of the attic? And like we should play wizards somewhere else, like at the park or at like a shopping mall. You are not. Harold, <clears throat> Harold, look at me. Look at me, Harold. Right, Harold is, I'm not Demetrius the Wizard. You're not. I'm Harold Jenkins from Denver, Colorado. Yes. Born and raised. I've been wow. friends with you, Carl Stevens, for 15 years. That's right, baby. Your name isn't Thaddeus. No. And the hat you're wearing is just a baseball cap. It's not a wizard's hat to help prevent male pattern baldness. No, it's not. Experience reality. Experience reality, Harold. We're just at my parents' house playing in the attic like we have done for so many years. Mm -hmm. 
You're right. We're 24. Yeah, baby. We're halfway through earning, both earning our associate's degree in communications. Yeah, you're halfway. From Denver Community College mm-hmm. School for Adults and mm-hmm. Friends. Mm-hmm. And no more Harry Potter. Hey, do not, do not take off that hat. No? No, I want you to have this. No? I'm letting go of Demetrius, no, that, the wizard. That stinks, and that has your danger all over it. It's true. I do suffer from <gasps> chronic uh, winter snowstorm-like dandruff. I don't know how to face life without being a wizard, yeah. Carl. It's just one day at a time, man. Yeah. It's just one day at a time. You just got to take off that hat. You got to walk out that door. You got to say, hey, world. Actually, you know what? Put that hat back on. You oh. got a lot of stuff going on up there. I just keep it on, baby. I guess I'm a little confused because you said, "Yeah, I changed my mind." Well, I started I taking saw, off the hat. I saw what was on. Then you told me to put it back on. I saw, and then you said to take it off. Yeah, and I just like. Oh, I get that. I'm confusing you, but I saw how your forehead, upper part of your forehead looked. Oh yeah, disgusting. Black wow. ass. <laughs> really took a turn there. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, it did. Wow, what, what a beautiful good. scene of two beautiful young scene. young men accepting themselves and facing the world. It's just there's a lot of tension in all of the scenes that we do. I feel like there's a lot of like. I mean, I just always feel like we're about to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> more than anything. I mean, we we are. This, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Look, we have we have an energy that's so hard to capture. You it's know? the chemistry yeah. of. Fill in the blank. Of life. Man. Chemistry, chemistry of, life. of life. Yeah. Chemistry of friendship. Friendship. Of history. Chemistry of... Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. like the word chemistry. I don't know. It's a class you take, you know. Yeah. yeah. One time I had a chemistry teacher mm. in high school. Her name was Mrs. Rich. Mm. And on the last day of class, I went up to her and I was all like... Thank you so much, Mrs. Rich. It's been real. And she just looked at me dead. She was like, yes, it has, Tyler. It has been very, very real. Wow. I didn't pass that class. Oh. <laughs> but I didn't take it again with Mrs. Rich. No, that's probably a good call. It's probably a good call. It sounds like you and her didn't see eye to eye. No. No. All right. So, Tyler, uh, thank you for playing those games. Are there any final words you want to leave us with before we conclude this episode? Final words. Yeah. Last thoughts. No. no. I got nothing. Yeah. You've said it all in the episode. Yeah, I don't even remember what I said, but I said something. I yeah. woke up like a couple hours ago. Leave it on the page. That's right. Or in the podcast. That's right. All right. Well, thank you so much uh, to Ty Hubbard for joining us. If you want to check out some of what Ty's doing right now, you can find him at The Bad Actor on YouTube uh, yeah. as well. He's on other platforms, Instagram. Go ahead and check out his stuff. Make some really great content about acting, learning how to be an actor, the tools and tips of the trade. Uh, but thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Deuces. Improv for the podcast was created by Matt Moore and Michael Lee Evans. Edited and produced by Michael Lee Evans. And finally, presented by Improv for the People. Interested in more IFTP? You can visit us at improvforthepeople.com or on our socials, such as Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. 
Remember, new episodes are released weekly. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.